0: Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions, ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash word for more details.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. You're listening to a podcast from The Word.
2: I've only been to the, uh, the O2 once before, which is the Indigo, but I've never been to the big uh, big part of the, the venue. So we, we decided to go on the boat, right, and there is no traffic on the Thames. Most the pity, because it's a fantastic way to travel. And we get through um, Millennium Bridge on the way to Greenwich, where the, where the dome is, and uh, London looking after it, fantastic. The big old wheel, and eventually you, you see the, 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 the Maritime Museum and Greenwich and stuff. And we said to the guy, Is it a pilot who drives about a boat, Dave? They call him a
0: pilot. Captain, I'll
2: Captain, think. captain <laughs> the Captain. So we said to the captain, I said, uh, You know, it doesn't take me everywhere on the river. You know, how fast can this thing go? And he hits this button, and this gigantic sort of twin turbine engine kicks in. And uh, the inner schoolboy and me uh, just it made me go up and ask him afterwards how fast we go?" We were going at just under 70 miles an hour. Through London, on the, on the water, on the Thames, <laughs> only for about ten seconds, we were just belting down, wash behind Isn't us. Wasn't that terrifying? Yeah, it was very, very, quite exciting actually, in the dark as well. You oh. know, heading for these bridges. You know, seventy miles an hour on the way to see Led Zeppelin. So I thought well, that's a good start, and um, and indeed it was a pretty good night out.
0: So yeah, you're listening to the Word Podcast, which is coming to you uh, this week. Uh, from Mark Ellen's study.
2: Very tidy it is too, actually, isn't it? Is it? I've tidied it up for you, Dave. You
0: should have seen it ten minutes ago. It looks like it's been
2: burgled, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just such a mess.
0: Why has it got a child's vest hanging on a hanger? That's an
2: airing cupboard. Oh, that? That's art. Oh, that's very oh, interesting. Right. Yeah, that's art. Oh, my, right, son, my,
0: right. my youngest son made that
2: as a Christmas card. It's a vest with a pair of socks tied <laughs> on the bottom of it. Uh, with Lots of love from Rob when he was seven. And uh, I still... I, I keep it on a hanger. Good. <laughs> so...
0: You went as Words representative. I did, yeah. To the, uh, Paid me £135. Pounds. £135 pounds to the Led Zeppelin show last night at uh, 02. So you got there by water. By water. What happened when you got there?
2: Well, we had to endure some. I'm, I may sound slightly unkind, Dave, if I talk about some of the support groups we we had to go through. But uh, if you, support see, groups? you see, there were some support groups, oh. and if you, I know it was all part of the charity, and I know it was all um, you know to do with the Atlantic Records um, Armada at Ertigan um, roster to some extent. But uh, I have to tell you, Dave, if you see Keith Emerson with, with Chris Guarr on bass, Chris Squire base, uh, on bass, Chris quire base? Chris Squire, yes. Sorry, on but I had three hours sleep. <laughs> Sorry. If you see them advertising, please don't go because you won't enjoy it.
0: Can I interject?
2: Emerson. Can I interject? you
0: already sorry. That I got an email from Danny, yeah, Danny Baker the other day to saying, "Did I know that Chris Squire's Christmas album was called Chris Squire's Swiss Choir?" <laughs>
2: That's easy for you to say. <laughs> it is, apparently. Oh, my God. He's Lord. got a Swiss choir. A Swiss He's choir. He's made a record of Chris Elvis. Swiss Chris choir. Squires.
0: Swiss choir.
2: Swiss choir. Just I'm to dead. throw radio DJs. Anyway. Not sorry. that they'll be playing it. No, they won't No, be but that was extraordinary, because I, I, I looked at some notes that I've made this morning, because I've got to write an article about it for Word, and uh, the only notes I've made about the sport groups were just the, the telling words. Keith Emerson dyes his hair. That's what <laughs> Thorne no says about the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, it was probably peculiar seeing him throwing himself at a, a bank of keyboards. And uh, I, I was surprised he'd get a big old knife out and stab how, it, actually. How many
0: one. sport groups?
2: Well, it was basically Bill Wyman's group came on after that, and then they had various, I know, various uh, lead vocalists. Uh, Paolo Nutini. am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, who sang a Ray Charles so song I'm with a very strange an extraordinary man, See, he looks you, like, yeah, he's got a haircut, like a cross between uh, Alex Turner of the um, Arctic Monkeys and Jeff Beck, he's probably only about 25. But anyway, no, like quite a looks
0: like something like a chicken run. Yeah, it's <laughs> brilliant did, yeah. Did, uh, If they put it to the audience, you know, you've already paid your 130 quid, yeah. or whatever for the charity. Tell you what, another 10 quid, no support. you think well, most people would have paid Dave, it? I would
2: have put my hand deep in my pocket <laughs> to have avoided hearing the terrible foreigner. Have you ever oh, heard a record by a foreigner?
0: I like foreigners.
2: Oh, do you? Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. G- g-
0: me, and, me and Rob Fitzpatrick. Oh, do you? Uh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm the, so sorry. Uh, the secret foreigner fan club in the word office, because we like, I want to know what... Lo- uh, well, that's
2: the song that they sang, because oh, Arnold Ertigam was once uh, removed to tears by it, according to Mick Jones, oh. the guy who wrote it. Who's got to be ten years older than me? Was wearing a very tight-fitting all-leather suit. So that, that's, that's a bad look, Dave. Oh, Don't dear. Google Mick Jones and the images. You It'll think it's terrible. It frighten me, children. Do
0: you think he's the first grandfather? Is Warner will leather suit? Do you think he would be? A I, hope the,
2: I hope the last. Certainly, if he is. But no, they suck. And he was so keen to get people to sing along that at one point he announced that he was going to bring on Saint Luke's Church of England School Choir from Portsmouth, and on come about thirty girls with handheld microphones, and even that could not persuade people to join him with us. Pretty fearful song, but just there's a happier note to this story, which is that the mighty Led Zeppelin hmm. come on in a minute. So, so stay with it. So
0: one hand interval, yep. but, yeah, but you argue. Charge
2: your pints. Paul McCartney in the row in front. Uh, Steve Winwood just three three rows along. You know, tell me where, it was, where were you, is you? sitting? we describe sitting or standing? No, we were sitting. No, we were sitting, and it, it's a major venue, the O2 in, in Greenwich, twenty thousand. Twenty thousand with about like six yeah, tiers. Yeah. And I think if we were were to describe the audience as star-studded, we we would not be um, in any danger of legal repercussions. It was absolutely (laughs) phenomenal. But uh, no, they came on and um, I, I, I was incredibly relieved by the whole thing. I, I, I don't know about you. I want to know, know
0: how they came on. Sorry. Oh, they you're came on too. No, no you, you want that? You're okay. going too fast. You're sitting there, it's interval. Yeah. People watching Road Crew going yeah. back and forth. I'm sorry, I want detail. Is no, it? the deta- detail. Detail okay. is what you never Detail.
2: Played. Detail you're going to get, Dave. I can do it by the yard. Uh, the lights went down and a screen appeared on the back, uh, but my backdrop behind them. And on it was a beautifully reproduced 1970s television set with old sort of broken aerial and those old sort of big knobs. And into this television set was project- projected a piece of footage, a newsreel from Tampa, Florida, in, I would estimate, about 1973, talking about local, sens- <laughs> well, not, uh, international center Led Zeppelin, breaking the all-time world record for the biggest uh, attendance at a rock concert. So, this is absolutely fantastic. So, and here they come, off the plane now. There they were, and they're all their finery. John Paul Jones, uh, the, the bass player. That's John Barnum on drums. So, so, it was a brilliant introduction. That's kind of how it ended. It's like so, a newsreel. It was, it was exactly what it was. It was newsreel. It was newsreel footage from Tampa, Florida, with, with a kind of bloke, um, with a kind of. Um, he was called John Jones. He said, I'm thrilled because there's a guy in this band has got the same name as me. So, right. it was all well, you can imagine the kind yeah, of uh, quirky. Good idea. It's good very, work. very good idea. And it ends with that. So, and here they are, Led Zeppelin. Point the the drum kit that uh, Jason Bonham was uh, operating clatters into life with this great vibrating yellow light inside it, and there they are playing. Uh, what are they with? Good times, bad times.
0: So yeah. introduced by film introduced by film it's quite, a, it's, quite, it's, quite it's a brilliant idea we well, talked like about this when uh, well the
2: news when Bob Dylan played his uh, oh, well, yeah. wonderful thing when he's introduced by just a, a, a <laughs> soundtrack of, <laughs> of somebody talking about great uh, a Sony recording artist and legend and you know that kind of
0: mock but it's quite interesting that you, news you get, you get like. more and more of this nowadays I, I saw The Feeling do this and I think people like Christina <laughs> and, <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. Bernie Spears because nowadays people like to feel that the live experience has come to them from the television
2: yeah Oh, that's good, yeah. I
0: admit, it's kind of legitimised by the fact it was on film. You're used to seeing this thing on film, and now here it is in real life. Yep. Whereas in real life, in the real life of Led Zeppelin, they were never on the television.
2: No, that's a very good point. Not
0: ever. Yeah, absolutely on never. the television. Yeah, you couldn't Pretty see video. them on the television. Yeah, the only way you could go and see them was go Was, and was see to go and see them in Tampa,
2: them Florida, them with over thirty-five thousand people. But, now but I thought kind it was exactly
0: brought back. But it was
2: also another brilliant thing about this particular um, maneuver. I thought was that, that it launched them right at the deep end. There's no way they could come on and just in the shallow end and splash about for a bit and then warm up. You know, if you introduce yourself with a piece of footage that basically says this is the world's record-breaking group. They hold a record that's still to this day never been beaten. Um, you know, and and then you show this footage of them on stage at this enormous, great velodrome or whatever it is. You know, then when they come on and play as they did, good times, bad times, uh, ramble on, black dog, in my time of dying. So they're they right in with the with the, with the big big. Uh,
0: there's no plastic, I no band kind of shuffling n- on. We're, there's we're, no. We're going to jam. You yeah, know, n-
2: none of their children come out and play an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <or> <laughs> Thirty-five minutes <laughs> like Sting. You know? <laughs>
0: That's really <laughs> interesting. So oh, the yeah. first four numbers, kind of nothing in between. What no, about? nothing in
2: between. Oh, I, it was. I, it's so difficult. I felt so many extraordinary different emotions because I don't know uh, if anyone listening shares this, but I was about twelve, I think, when Led Zeppelin started. I was absolutely obsessed with the first three records, and then I heard "Stairway to Heaven," which I thought was the most abysmal uh, tune I've ever heard in my life. That'll <laughs> well,
0: uh, never go anywhere. I, that'll <laughs> know, never go there. You might as well knock
2: it on the head now, lad. <laughs> I thought it was so frightful, the lyrics and everything, and I kind of just rather went off them, you know, and switched my affection to American music. And, and I've still to this day not heard the last three Led Zeppelin records so, which, are the best so, ones? which are probably all the best ones so the songs they played last week. i didn't know what they were to ask people what they were oh really and you're the journalist from where you know you're saying oh right it's called misty mountain hop oh very interesting but uh so it was very odd and one of the most wonderful things for me was that when i was a kid you used to discuss them so seriously i can remember the big issue at school was jimmy page plays a guitar with a violin bow and this was, you had to take one of two sides. Which side of the fence were we on Was this either the height of pretentiousness and preposterous pomposity um, and self-delusion, or was it a brilliant art statement, though, changing the world and moving things onwards? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was rather wonderful when they did play that particular song, Dazed and Confused, later on. And there is the 63-year-old Jimmy Page in his fantastic satin frock coat with a matching waistcoat and... Highly expensive handmade shoes. Uh, left alone on the stage, wielding his work- violin bow, conjuring up this kind of these great sonic, uh, these great. S- s- said, sonic you know, symphonies You, know, says, you can this- tell I've this- had three hours sleep. Sonic symphonies of sound. Listeners,
0: <laughs> listeners. He nearly, you nearly heard a man say, "Sonic." cathedrals. So
2: cathedrals <laughs> sonic cathedrals of sound. I really am tired. Yeah. but anyway, he does this right there. This is the spinal tap moment of the whole thing. It's absolutely, absolutely killing. In the middle of a sort of shifting. Um, uh, energy pyramid made of green laser beams projected above it. It is just purest by all time. But what I felt so good about was that I wasn't required to take it seriously anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just looked at Led Zeppelin and I thought this is just so wonderful because it's just a piece of theatre. It doesn't matter. It's not important. It's just Led Zeppelin
0: yeah, yeah. doing
2: what they do. In many respects, much better, actually. Which we, we ought to get onto because I mean the key things about the... Um, seeing these bands and anyone who's listening who's seen a a reunion the key things are what do they look like what do they sound like right let's
0: start with what they look like well what
2: they look like you know and, and it's so it's so crucial for Led Zeppelin because what they looked like then was those just this you know as you were saying the other day this epitome of youth these rail things impossibly glamorous gorgeous creatures with their yards of hair Absolutely. and their psychedelic raiment do you remember those wonderful robes and it looked like they were just flailing around as if as if at the very end of come week-long bender and you looked at them, you thought I've never seen anything so cool and so glamorous uh, even from a male perspective you just thought these guys are just gorgeous to look at all four of them and the difference now, obviously, is that, uh, you know, they look older. Granddad. Yes. They look older. Granddad Robert Plant uh, cannot hit some of those high notes and doesn't immersively try. He's got much uh, tighter range. And also his whole physical movement is very, very confined now. He doesn't throw himself all over. There's quite a bit of chucking microphones up and catching them But um, once you've gone over the fact that they look older, you realise it's not a distraction because they all look terrifically well-preserved, actually. They really do look tremendous. I mean, Paige looks phenomenal big white mane of you know silver hair and you know his, his glasses and his dumb shades and his fantastic frock coat so once you've got over that it's not a problem and the sound wise and I know we've had this conversation before but it's all about the drums No Zeppelin it's, it's it is all about the drums and they're all I'm, I'm, I'm no way am I disparaging any of the brilliant musicians in the no, group but if but you took t- who's the guy it's the who's the guy who's been the most sampled in that group was it Robert Plum was it no it's obviously John Bonham John Bonham so the big issue is, can his son, his 41-year-old son, in any way... 41-year-old yeah, yeah.
0: son?
2: Yeah, yeah, He was born in 76. Um, his father died when he was 32, in 1980, I think. So he's 41 years old. And you think, can this guy emulate this sound? And it is the most fantastic um monumental, isn't it? Blood thickening wallop of noise. It's a wardrobe it's falling down the stairs. It's a wardrobe and, and his father's technique if uh, and this is terribly boring I used to watch it very closely it was that he had oh, a boring, twin boring. twin drum pedals, right? So and he could roll the drums with his feet. Right. He could actually roll. And all the drums he has around his main snare drum are big drums. They're not little, little, little tiny things for high resonance things they're big, hum- hum- <laughs> they are big, deep register tubs. they're tough. <laughs> <laughs> What he used to do is he he enters into a beat, right, by clubbing it with both feet and just slowly off it, <laughs> with his hands. Don't right. the oh yes, disturb the microphone. So you get this unbelievable great sort of um, rolling great thump of synchronized deep rhythm. You the know.
0: gods are cross. The
2: gods are f- yeah, furious. So- the gods <laughs> have got out of the wrong side of the bed. The gods want their money back. Somebody in Valhalla
0: <laughs> is wearing the iron hatch. They're wearing again. the iron
2: hatch! <laughs> Val, all is not well with Valhalla and they're coming looking for you they know where you park your car
0: <laughs> they ain't got your address in Valhalla they lost the be TV Be
2: <laughs> be very afraid hello Valhalla call oh shit <laughs> now we're in trouble <laughs> but anyway so after about two minutes you realise that what this guy has done is he sat down it's funny because he hasn't played that much actually I mean, it's not like this guy's out working every night of the week you know is he to my knowledge you know and uh, he did play I think with their last concert which I think was 19 years ago but anyway he has sat down and studied his father's technique and he has um am I doing the microphone yeah, stop right, so right, my right, right, shouting
0: in case you shout
1: give me a right, yeah.
2: squeaky chair, right, yeah. moving yeah. away from the mic right. I'll be a bit quieter analysis. And uh, he can emulate this fantastically I mean, he, uh, and can actually extend it and build on it. He was amazing. So they have these two types of music they seem to play, as far as I if you can if you divide the two. One is these great big slabs of rhythm where you can hardly differentiate the notes that John Paul Jones is playing. It's just a great big welded forged lump of no- noise, you know, hewn, quarried, you know what I mean, yep, yep. not played. And uh, no, it's the not other.
0: Played, it's
2: found. It's found. It is. Sliced it's out of the living rock. Choco. It's excavated. <laughs> it arrived one <laughs> night. <laughs> an articulated lorry backed up. <laughs> and a large chunk of Led Zeppelin was just deposited on it's, pallets. It's here. <laughs> it's here.
0: It's signed for this. It's
2: signed for this. And then the other stuff they play is uh, I, I was just thinking after about Corbin I don't think they'll be able to do those virtuoso pieces, because, again, this is a terribly kind of teenage boy attitude, but I used to love the fact that they were individually such fantastic soloists. You know, I you, you, you love the idea of these improvisations. What could they possibly do? And just while I'm thinking this, uh, they go into Since I've Been Loving You," which is my absolute favourite Led Zeppelin track, which is, you know, the Nux 10 to kind of 11-piece slow blues. And then you can hear every single detail. And this is the one where Jimmy Page has to deliver. He can't just hide behind, you know, great big screeching power chords and slide stars and stuff. He has to be able to do what he used to be able to do in the 1970s. And I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. And he still has this amazing way of playing where he leans back to the point where he's just about to fall over, you know, the old frock coat, of, slinging his arms around. And he looks the absolute epitome of what league guitarists uh, were and probably, probably still ought to be and uh, no, they. I thought in every respect they completely delivered was amazing
0: so what what did they say to the audience well much communication. Yeah, there, there was um, yeah Page was the only one who
2: did the talking Joe's uh, plant at the end sorry Page. plant was the only one who yeah, did I'm the talking um, he said I'm trying to remember now I wrote something down actually um, yeah he said when well, you're trying to put together a dynamic evening from ten different albums there are certain songs that you have to have and this is one of them, this is his introduction to Days and Confused, there was a beautiful, oh, there's a really extraordinary bit, I thought, where he's introducing Trampled Underfoot. He said, in 1935, Robert Johnson recorded a song called Terraplane Blues, and it's appeared since in a thousand different guises. This is a kind of Led Zeppelin Terraplane Blues. It's called Trampled Underfoot. Again, major issue when we were teenagers, because the great thing about Led Zeppelin is that they had stolen uh, the black blues musicians' music and not credited here, <laughs> yeah. and trouser, a massive Gregory Peck <laughs> for yes. going out and playing it in baseball stadiums in Tampa, Florida.
0: Probably stolen it off, uh, you know, off Robert Johnson who'd stolen it from. Oh, absolutely! Else yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know about it anyway. So trampled on the flute and so forth. I mean, that's keyboards, isn't it? It is. That? Oh, John still got John Paul Jones. Jones
2: to play the game. He was a brilliant, brilliant keyboard player. trying to find my notes where I wrote down this amazing thing he said about being a church and. Oh, here we are. Yeah, this is is his introduction to Nobody's Fault But Mine. He said, next, a song immortalised by the Staple Singers and the Blind Boys of Alabama. Both, I think, probably Atlantic recording artists, actually. I'm sure that's why he put that in. Um, We must have heard this. This is talking about Led Zeppelin. We must have heard this in a church somewhere in Mississippi in 1932 uh, while blind Willie Johnson was taking his first shot. So they were doing this kind of quite clever Payback. way of going back and saying look alright okay I'll put my yeah, hand back we nicked a lot of this music now that they're all um, dead and they can't sue they can't sue it's a little bit late to say thanks but we're saying thanks anyway <laughs> God bless you you know Robert Johnson no so but yeah. I, also,
0: I suppose also Led Zeppelin one of the things that nobody talked about when they were together originally that they do talk about now is the is the lines between what they played and the kind of traditional music and Folk music and blues music, yeah. and and you know the the, the, the English folk tradition and so forth. Nobody talked about that at the time Led Zeppelin were together. It's only year later oh, yeah. that people recognise, you know, that, that that they did. You know, the, the thing that always fascinates me about, about Led Zeppelin is how much they listened to. Oh, it's extraordinary. You know, that that John Paul Jones would have done an arrangement arrangements it sometimes. Oh, the will Clark, <laughs> Donovan, and and you know. Jimmy Page played on everything. And, oh, I believe and was out to the kicks. scholar, yeah, and and Robert Plant, you know, new folk music and so Oh, forth. folk
2: music and uh, Hobbs Tweedles and effectively effect own folk band. And also played all this old
0: R I mean, and B of And so, so everything theater. went in, you know, from a very very broad spectrum of music went into Led yeah. Zeppelin. Well, and, I think, and it's th- terrible when people start, you know, you, 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 the, the, the the way that broadcast media, particularly, has covered this recently <laughs> is is. Oh, the fathers of heavy metal come back. You know what I mean? Is it, well? The fact that Elizabeth with the fathers of heavy metal is, is a arguable and B irrelevant. You know what it, I mean? It, uh, you know, the it, fact it, that they they encourage loads of talentless oafs to go and make terrible music. Yeah, it's not their fault at all, is it?
2: No, you know? I couldn't. I couldn't possibly agree more. It's a, it's a crass reduction of, of, of everything they did because it's precisely that the bad reputation they developed in the certainly the 1990s. I think was to do with the fact that. They grew up, they themselves, as you say, listening to everything from, you know, Howlin' Wolf and Mississippi John Hurt on one side, right over to Pentangle, David Graham, and stuff on the other. But the other groups in their shadow grew up listening to. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. They didn't listen to anything else. So and probably couldn't read within that incredibly rich uh, kind of kaleidoscope of sound. Dave, I have only had three hours. i <laughs> just said kaleidoscope of sound. And three more from them later yes. on. <laughs> but uh, they couldn't see the detail, and all that stuff. And I, I, you know, that's the most extraordinary thing. You know, they, they, there are moments in the, in the set where you can still hear all that old pentangle um, embroidery coming out it's not just the massive old wallop we were talking about before it's the combinations of those things
0: but when I when I listen to Led Zeppelin now I, I tend to be drawn to the kind of funky stuff rather than the screechy stuff would you describe
2: cashmere as one of
0: those cashmere yeah. is the one you know, well, that was the, we were uh, discussing the other way I would say the,
2: the, the absolute high you point know, cashmere
0: true. is if you're going to play people one Led Zeppelin tune and uh, and say you know if you like this you like Led Zeppelin Kashmir is the one.
2: Yeah, it? I'm just looking for my notes here. I wrote down uh, what Plant had said said. Uh, people, there were people from 50 countries here tonight. This is the 51st country. Oh, oh it was quite good. Then played Kashmir. I thought it was quite good. And of course, the other extraordinary thing. Uh, 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 anybody being to bigger who's uh, been to big arena concerts recently would would, would would know what I'm talking about. Is that idea that people don't really applaud anymore now? They respond in the kind of pale lamplight of their mobile telephone. <laughs> so when they played Stairway to Heaven, which I have to say I was rather dreading, I'm not a great admirer of that song, suddenly you're just blinded by lots of little tiny screens, you know, and lots of people ringing up as well. Oh. And they're ringing up. And you can imagine the conversation. Oh. Because the conversation Dave, when when it's hundred and thirty five pound a ticket is Hi sweetheart, listen. I te- yeah, brilliant. Having a great oh. So sorry I didn't enough money I have enough money for a ticket for you two. Well look, they're playing our song. Oh. You know, go, oh
0: God I love Give I know.
2: But uh, no, Kashmir, absolutely fantastic. So
0: what was the, What did they close out with? They have a big finish. They,
2: the big finish, well, I was trying to work out what it would be after that. But of course, they came out in 2 on It was a whole lot of love.
0: A rock and it roll. It kind of got, it to, got it? to. It got to.
2: And uh, oh, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, 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 I think it was a bit, I think it was tense for, for everybody because it was an event that had become so huge. It had snowballed out of all recognition. It had just amplified and amplified to the point where People had invested far too much in it, I think, really, to be honest. I mean, it's just a concert, it's just a carriage concert. I'm sure the major obstacle that would have been standing in their way or standing in the way of any group, uh, which is if we get back together again, can we cut it or will we make fools of ourselves and destroy our legacy? That's been resolved now. Obviously, I I talked to one of the group afterwards, Jones, the the bass player, and they were absolutely thrilled with it. You know, And and I'm not surprised because how long has this group rehearsed for this one night, Dave? I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to tell you, one month. One month, every day. One month, virtually every day. Where have Paige they, go, they gone and done it? Finger by falling over. Our Tell us about time.
0: the rehearsal. Where have they gone and done it?
2: Uh, well, they had—I think it was Shepparton's, the, right. was the big uh, studio they've been using. But they played the whole, pretty much the whole set. As far as I can see, at the check at, at the O2 on um, on Sunday night. I mean, they really <laughs> took it seriously. There was absolutely no way that they could leave anything to chance. You know, which I thought was absolutely tremendous. I mean, I'm completely in favor of that kind of thing.
0: So, how does the it's, it always intrigues me when bands get back together? again uh, nowadays that uh, that it's not just the member of the bands; it's also the members of the kind of wider family are kind of involved now John Bonham's dead obviously but yeah. his son is, is playing the drums you know, the other the fifth member of Led Zeppelin was Peter Grant, yeah. his uh, manager, who's also dead.
2: Appeared in the film behind him. Yeah. Oh right, oh, yeah. okay. So who's the kind
0: of that. who's the who's the management? Who's the moving spirit behind this? Is it Bill Kirbishley, who's Robert Plant's manager? God, that's a good question. Who's, uh, I don't know if I know the answer, uh, Alan to that, really?
2: brother. You no, know, I would say that the I would say that oh, the like, have they got the driving own road force? crew or whatever. I don't know about that. I would say the driving force is probably Paige. Yeah, that's my feeling. I mean, Robert Plant has a, 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 all sorts of uh, very successful ventures going on. I mean, you know, just made that wonderful record with Alison Krauss. Uh, he probably doesn't need to do it. Clearly, doesn't need to do it in uh, no, they're not on a desperate straits of insolvency. No, not but, you at know, all, all it's very tempting. You can't resist it. It was like a, I interviewed Roger Waters once, and, uh, and he made this point. He said his exact words were, I think there is a hole in our psychology. Us performers, he said that needs to be filled by adulation. He made absolutely no, no. he was remotely embarrassed about admitting it. He said, I, I need to go out and feel the love of 20,000 people now and again. And if you ask a Rolling Stone whether they feel the same way, I, I've got to tell you they're going to agree with you. That's in fact, when they so don't the have truth. it, there's an interview with Ronnie Wood in the <coughs> current issue where he talks about um, what he's doing uh, with his time off. You know, they've just finished his interview just directly after a Rolling Stone start and he is flapping around the house. Just unable to settle down. He said, 9 o'clock every night, the old heart starts beating. It? I'm, 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 I'm expected to go out and say hello, Philadelphia, and I've got to sit down and watch how I've got these for you
0: and try right. and not drink a beer. Yeah. It's extremely hard. So they did a uh, whole lot of love and rock and roll. Rock and roll. And then they were gone. And then they were gone. And well, then people then standing a, there yelling for more, and they were Yeah, there. I
2: mean, it was an absolutely extraordinary reaction. It's a pretty fantastic venue, actually, because it's very, very tall. It's not like Wembley Arena. you know. It's, it's, it's like an American, it's like Madison Square Garden. It's a six tiered, uh, right. very, very vertical. Uh, building so you get quite a feeling of weirdly of intimacy I know that's ludicrous in a 20,000 strong audience but after this there was a little party um, which uh, me and my um, team went along to uh, which was really really good fun because you just get to see these incredible combinations of people <laughs> there's one moment we're waiting to get a lift to go up to the party and I realise I'm standing with um, passes
0: in the place yes the it's on the top
2: floor of this right. gigantic great dome somewhere up there Top of the spike at the top. And uh, yeah, I said, I'm standing with the magical combination of Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, uh, Nick Beggs of Kajagooza. Yeah, oh, I, yes, Dave. I knew, uh, knew, ex-
0: knew, knew Beggsy would be
2: there. Beggsy? Yeah, <laughs> is Beggsy here? Yeah, all right, we can we start. We Okay, Beggsy's in there. <laughs> but uh, only ex editors of Smash Hits like yourself and myself would probably recognise the dear boy, but that was me. Anyway, so we've got Dave Grohl, we've got Nick, Nick Beggs, we've got, we got, we got Marilyn Manson. And we've got got the former chairman of EMAP PLC, The gigantic organisation that used to put out magazines that we work for—all the same group of people. Marilyn Manson, I have to say, being helped along by a series of binders because clearly the man uh, now is so perilously thin, he's, he's virtually unable to support himself physically. That's not good. Is so it, independent though. locomotion is
0: not like no, not, not an option not, for a,
2: for the Manson. No, he's, he needs to be virtually a sedan chair. <laughs> so you go to the you go to the party. Who's at the party? The from? party. Well, I wouldn't say again. I don't know if that was completely star-studded, but I, I found myself queuing up at one point with oh I right, um, it up for, yeah, for beer oh, right. for beer for with Liam Gallagher, and on my left was the, the actor Will Ferrell, which is quite exciting. simply look at Ron Burgundy, Dave the mighty anchor man. <laughs> I know it's not your favorite film, but it's any one of mine. Anyone who's seen The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Anchorman, well will know will that it's Ferrell quite exciting Liam to see Gallagher. Will Ferrell. Yeah, so Will Ferrell is dressed as an American um, as an American uh, sort of actor, kind of um, oh, you know, relaxing, you know yeah. what I mean? So he's yeah. got a baseball cap on the wrong right. way around. Yeah, 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 and a yeah. kind yeah. of old... It's when they're being rock
0: and roll, to put the baseball yeah. cap round. Literally,
2: yeah. And so I, I had to, I subjected both of them obviously to a, to a, a, a deep and uh, penetrating Word magazine interview. And managed to solicit from Will Ferrell. This was an absolutely unbelievable night out. And uh, it would been a life-changing experience. But our um, old pal from Burnage, uh, the lead uh, singer of the Oasis... <laughs> Was less than enthusiastic, David. I've got to tell you. He didn't like it. I said, it. Right, this, is, "This is fucking rubbish." I said, "You're keep your voice down." So you get slung out in the river for saying things like that. Me. mean this fucking rubbish. <laughs> and he said, "It said weren't loud enough." And we're I said, loud said "I said look, look, you know Leo said, "For God's sake," he said, "How can he say something like I'm actually stone deaf now. Uh, I, I, I may never recover. I said there were, there were pigeons flying over the dome, dropping stone dead out of the sky. <laughs> they were stunned by just the sound of the snare drum forget all the rest of it, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean, the, 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 you know, the, the pillars of the Dome, were warped by the sheer sonic combustion, but Liam Gallagher, he says, apparently, they thought it was a bit quiet, could they turn it up, he so said, They
0: put that on the posters, don't they, next to the New York yeah, Times, too too quiet. weren't loud <laughs> enough, <laughs> weren't Liam, loud enough, Liam Gallagher, Gallagher. that was absolutely
2: brilliant. And he was very upset because he, I don't know what he, he said. He kept telling him to get back in his seat. He said he was. They told him get one side of the white line and then the other side of the white line. I couldn't relax. And he said, "What I what I hated most was twenty thousand people pretending to be on drugs." I just didn't really know how to respond to that. Really. Well, I suppose so it's, they, should it's, they have been on drugs? It's in, the, it?
0: it's in the nature of being Liam Gallagher. Yeah, that you can't say it was good. No, you simply can't. You can't if you've got twenty thousand people in there saying it's great. You can't have Liam Gallagher agreeing with it. No, absolutely not. It's old charmist to say it's Whatever orange.
1: everybody else
2: yeah. thought. Whatever the orthodoxy is, let's turn it upside down. But I thought the idea that led up in weren't loud enough it was absolutely astonishing.
1: So
0: this morning on, on the radio, you know, they were listing all the celebrities who were there. You know, the oh, Paul, Paul McCartney, Cat Deeley, Cat Deeley, <laughs> the oldest <all-stars. laughs> The <all-star>. old <You> know, <laughs> Begsy up. from who, who, yes, oh, Begsy, so. strangely yeah. enough, didn't go <laughs> used to be there. To anybody anybody really unexpectedly lost on the cutting room floor? The,
2: Oh uh, God, uh, who's the, my wife saw who's it Lorna, you'd have to tell me now. Uh, Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura D- is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know who no, she no, is
0: middling movie of oh, but Madonna and no and not really
2: no I didn't see a Madonna I mean, there probably were but I thought I mean, to be fair I thought McCartney and Steve Winwood sitting in front of us was quite a big deal because it was incredibly distracting I think for a lot of people because they're excited enough about saying Led Zeppelin and then they feel they've got to turn around and try and surreptitiously Look take a Paul photograph McCartney. on their mobile phone of Paul McCartney which is kind of a bit annoying for Paul McCartney and just generally a bit annoying for everybody so I think it was it didn't make it a very relaxing atmosphere to have sort of such a high sprinklage of celebrity I've never seen
0: Macca in an audience before. No. No, than yeah. I,
2: ever in my life. No, it was extraordinary. And was about. we well, had a big old minder with him, actually, to get him through the crowd. But he had nobody else but for the minder. He was, I think he was going up back to, you know, going to get a drink or something like that. So I couldn't see who he was sitting with. Uh, whether or not it was any, any exciting lady friends day. <laughs> <or> he might, <laughs> might have had some new floozy on his arm, I don't know.
0: And we won't go into. Anything you'd like to add? Further on the subject. Gosh. Of I mean, there's obviously going to be a tour, isn't there? Well, I would have thought there would be a tour, That's um, not, seems you know, to be the because case. your mate John Paul Jones hasn't vouched safe to you an exclusive. No, battery. no. And no, I think, I think that the, uh, as I said earlier, I mean, the obvious thing
2: is, you know, can we, can we do it? Can we actually still sort of perform? And if you've, if you've managed to uh, evaporate that particular problem, then it would be absolutely idiotic not to go out and do it. Also, it's a brilliant thing that they do it for charity because I mean, same way as Live Aid and Live Eight. Uh, managed to give people that kind of, um, you know, that safety net. That, look, I tell you what, if it all goes badly wrong, what we're just doing it. we're just being altruistic here, it's a bit of philanthropy, you know, we're not trying to, you know, line our own pockets. But, uh, so it was quite a nice way of um, getting them started. And uh, But I thought it was absolutely terrific. I really did. Wonderful.
0: So, this week also sees, you know, while we're in a looking back mode... Oh, yeah. A couple of other anniversaries that we ought to just touch on. Last Saturday was 27 years since John Lennon's murder. Oh, yes, it was. Because there's a film out now, isn't it? That's a film I don't want to go into. I don't want to go
2: well, I've never looked at a film poster and felt less
0: enthusiastic. Yeah, yes. Yeah, a film about the fascinating life of Mark Gellin. Mark oh, Gally,
2: he was a nobody until he killed the biggest somebody in the world.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually yeah. felt physically ill. But anyway, as I get older, the more I think about when these anniversaries come along is it's 27 years since John Lennon's death. If you go 27 years before John Lennon's death, that takes you to 1953. Churchill is a Prime Minister. Hank Williams died, I think, didn't he? Oh, could he? On New Year's Eve, 53, I think he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. First James Bond novel has just been written. Oh, right, okay. Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgo just. Just climbed, just climbed Everest. Everest. Yeah. And the first German prisoners of war. Are being returned from the Soviet Union. My God, and that's just twenty-seven years. 27 so, it's, years. so It's the same now, time span. It's either the way, same it? time span, either Absolutely way. Absolutely stunning. And uh, and I posted the thing about this on the Word website, Word Magazine co uk. Got some quite interesting responses actually. People reckon it's all to do with your personal lifespan. Yeah, yeah. They say you know twenty-seven years back to John Lennon's death seems like a long time. I can't remember 27 years before that because I, you know, I'm 40 years old yeah, or whatever, yeah, absolutely. so I don't go back that far. Yeah. Um, but also, anniversaries, 40 years ago yesterday, since Otis Redding died in the plane crash into the lake in Wisconsin, That's right, 40 yeah. years, that is a storm. and do you know how old Otis Redding was when he died?
2: Oh, I was giving me something horrific, like 23. 26. 26, oh my lord.
0: Written it's his name all over, yeah. you know, cell music, popular music But then general. again,
2: the older you get, the, the younger, the age that anybody died, it seems. When I was a kid, I remember John Mullen dying at 32, thinking, he had a good innings? Yes. <laughs> and now I think, 32? Oh, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking.
0: But was John Lennon even 40? He
2: I was think. 40, yeah. He was born in... Just, no, actually, He wasn't long. even I think 40, was 40, I don't His birthday think. Was just coming up, wasn't
0: it? I think. Yeah. He wasn't even the age yeah. that, you know, I don't know, a member of, I don't know. You know, the Foo Fighters. Yeah, absolutely. To, you know, exactly, I no! And they'd yeah. had these incredibly kind of swift careers where they'd done a huge amount yeah. of very, very quickly. Now, there's a thing on the Word website, which the person, uh, I think it's Lucas, who posted this about about uh, uh, it being 40 years since Otis Redding died, which really shook me. He posted a clip, a YouTube clip, of Otis Redding and the Barcaes playing the night before they died. TV, TV date something in Wisconsin. Fantastic. And point out that the only survivor was a trumpet player. Oh,
2: that's extraordinary.
0: And it's, you know, it's deeply... Yeah. Oh, it is. To look at that. <laughs> oh, it is. So, uh, the other thing that's been raging on, on the Word website, which uh, we'll talk about in, in due course, socially, I was trying to set up a, a special short people and tall people podcast uh, involving when we get Matt back here next week. Yeah. Uh, and because... <laughs> Uh, One of the things that's been raging is, is the question of whether tall people at gigs should move to the back to let short people see. And I'm sorry, it's it's like throwing a lighted match on a bonfire when you start with this, you know, because everybody... As a tall person, absolutely. I would say, what right of you to penalise me for being, you know, the height I am. Well, I yeah. can't help it. Yeah, there's a bloke here, six foot four, and he says, he refuses to move for anybody. Well, say, if you're and six
2: foot four, you presumably the back of your head is just permanently kind of, uh, you know, scarred with, with
0: glass bottles that have been thrown at you by irate uh, people who can't see a thing. And, also, restricted view. and also pointing out that uh, why is it the very, very tall blokes seem to be accompanied by women who could be described as petite? So, okay. you, know, you know, if you're going to get close enough for her to see, yeah, that's true. you're going to be, you know, you're going to be blocking people's view. Also. Yeah, I'd bet you probably go in the seated area upstairs, Dave, and avoid
2: such uh, purgatory. Well, that doesn't always
0: exist, does it? I mean, it does make me think, why this mad emphasis on standing up at gigs? Well, what, what does everybody think that those gigs where you stand up are kind of morally superior or something and that they're of a higher order? Well, there is an advantage that
2: you can get them from. I mean, you can get well I went to see uh, um, uh, a Mexican guitar duo uh, on Sunday night called Rodrigo and Gabriel. Oh, you went to that, right. And they were absolutely fantastic. And, and it was at the Hammersmith area, my local, around the corner, and me and my mate thought, well, I tell you what, yeah, I really want to look at these people closely. I can't understand how they play this music. The girl, uh, Gabrielle, plays this flamenco, which is just, uh, unless you had a piece of film and could slow it down, you couldn't work out what physically she does to make this, sound. it is absolutely supernatural. But by just a certain amount of manoeuvring and a little bit of, sorry, and don't mind us, and probably just nudged a bit of lager over somebody's shoes, but never got hurt, we got right to the very front, stood underneath them. For Twenty minutes and just watch this whole spectrum. Now, I mean that's pretty nice because if you were in, oh, uh, th- right, I know what you're going to say. There there another Thirty thousand people buying. They ought to be oh.
0: sectioned off, kind of you know, a bit where you can walk, walk past and closely inspect, but you've got to keep moving. They will keep them. moving. That's right. Yeah, keep that's right. moving, please. <laughs> One look, <laughs> leave it, mate. They ought to have a moving. No wall one's wall. Throwing any drums. Keep wall. moving. Exactly. Right. I saw <laughs> them once close up. I took my picture. No, bugger off. Wandering past
2: a coffin and wake. So I wasn't in anybody's.
0: Other things are edging on the Word website, wordmagazine.co.uk. Stephen G, he says, he sent this this morning, actually. It occurred to me the other day that I don't think I've ever witnessed a real live drum solo. And it's quite Well, they should have
2: seen Bill Wyman's support group then uh, last night at the O2. Oh, they didn't. oh Dave? No! You know what happens after a drum solo, especially we've got Chris Squire in the group? Bass. Oh, oh. yeah! There was a bass solo. I oh. looked at my neighbours and we all very nearly burst into tears.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, God,
2: the sun hop back behind a cloud and oh I was it was a only, bad day
0: I was only thinking that uh, drum sellers were extinct but uh, clearly Stephen G should have been he should would have, have done he would have, yeah, he would have loved
2: it he would have been all over that like a wet towel
0: <laughs> but it's quite interesting that he uses the word witnessed I've only witnessed I, I don't think I've ever witnessed a drum seller well it was what, it's, it's a
2: crime <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he might be right at this <laughs>
0: the, the other thing that uh, you know a drum seller listening to it is not the point is it You've got to watch it. Oh yeah, it's the kind of, you know, uh, calisthenic. You know, it
2: is. It's a a physical marvel
0: to (laughs) you've got to see before. Uh,
2: Going back to our old. I like to John Bonham because He just drum stolen at the end Do you remember this he used to just throw away his sticks or often he would break the sticks in the sheer physical visceral attack and he would carry on drumming just with his fists do you remember that he would bang the drums with his hands he, was having he having all, thought at the end he was going to eat them he was having yeah. what
0: my mother would call a paddy a paddy he's having a paddy <laughs> that's crazy. <great. laughs> that was a drum paddy oh, he's having a paddy look oh, at him now it's a drum temper a drum temper he's having yeah. so a
2: drum tantrum Oh, somebody got out the wrong side of the <laughs> of bed this morning. I think Mr Bollum <laughs> Mentioning no names. <laughs> oh, Dave's convulsed on that note. Dave's choking in the corner here. we better wind up. Thank you for listening, uh, our wonderful audience. Th- thanks for coming out tonight. <laughs> I'm still in O2 mode. Thank you, London. Somebody did say thank you, London. Somebody absolutely shocking in the support band. As long as it wasn't you. She said, oh, can you imagine it? Well, I was, saying, I was better than saying thank you, Rotherham, or whatever old uh, Donald Carton said last, oh, last, right. last week when she was actually in London. <laughs> Rotherham. I oh, is it Rotherham? Sorry, I pronounced it wrong. That was no problem, wasn't it? I pronounced it wrong.
1: This podcast Here. was brought to you by The Word. Details at wordmagazine.co.uk. <laughs>